which dolls should I buy for my daughter? Will she develop anorexia if I get her a Barbie doll? What can I do to give her a positive body image? Welcome to our podcast, What Should I Tell My Daughter? Today we're going to talk about body image, Barbies and Brazilian booties. As always, I'm sitting here with my lovely friend, Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Hello. How are I don't you know doing? about you. What did you play with it when you were a kid? I had brothers, so I just ha was handed down these really grotty Lego, you know, that are so old that there's a food stuck into the Lego pieces. <laughs> so <laughs> I was also growing up with brothers, as you know. So Lego was also a big part of my life, but I was never excited about a Lego, to be honest. I was like this typical stereotype girly girl. I loved Barbies. I loved those dolls, those, those little animals and Polly Pocket. Do you remember oh, yeah, Polly Pocket? Yeah, yeah. I just gave Eliana Polly Pocket. Oh, still, still, it's a still thing. in fashion. Oh, I love, mm. I loved it. So those were the things so you that had I a Barbie. Mm. Many Barbies. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I've, I've asked you in one of our past episodes if Barbies are actually damaging the body image of young girls because. I've heard that in a podcast, so if they mention it, maybe Barbies are dangerous for girls. Oh, they, they mentioned that it was dangerous for girls yeah. to play with Barbies. I was just at home in Norway and they, there it's almost forbidden. I mean, I they say, no, no, as a blanket, we don't play with Barbies anymore. So we know better. Okay. I was like, okay. And also here, they, you don't really get that many Barbie dolls in the stores anymore. It's sort of tucked away. You can get them, but it's not on the forefront of what you buy. Really? For your girls, it's gotten really bad, uh, a bad rep. Yeah, look, I, I could see a certain logic behind the thought because mm -hmm. if you are young, and you are always surrounded by this particular type of beauty, I call it now beauty, right? This, this doll, and you are constantly confronted with that. I could see that it kind of influences your view or your expectations of how mm -hmm. a woman should look like. Mm -hmm. But is that actually a thing? Like, do you in psychology also talked about that? Or is that something this podcast just made up? Right. No, yeah. Well, it's not made up. I read this uh, meta-analysis of body image research through the years, and uh, it gave a really good explanation. It, it divided body image into three parts. So there's one is the awareness of a thin ideal, The second is the internalization of thin ideal. And uh, the third is pressure of, the, of thin ideal. Okay. So, I'm just processing. Okay, oh, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and that made a lot of sense to me. So I think Barbies would uh, definitely be put into this awareness that there is an ideal because they look okay. a certain way. Mm -hmm. But... So what this study said is that the awareness of the ideal did not have such a strong correlation with body dissatisfaction as internalization and pressure mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. look a certain way. Mm -hmm. That those two were stronger correlated with feeling negatively towards your body. Okay. And that's a, when we talk about body image, that's, that's important to talk about. What is that? Mm -hmm. And there we just spoke about neuroticism. So when you're higher in eroticism, you're, you are more likely to think, oh, how do I look now? How, how do other people see me? Oh, do I look fat in this? Mm -hmm. Should I change my clothes? I mean, we all thought that when we, you know, Definitely. we had a bad day. Mm -hmm. We go mm -hmm. into a room full of people and say, oh, 
do I do my hair right? Am I going to probably sweating? Do I have, how do I look? How mm -hmm. am I being perceived? Yeah. And uh, some think that constantly they're very self-conscious. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's what that is to be self-conscious is to feel negatively towards yourself. Mm -hmm. When you think oh, I'm being self-conscious now, you're never plagued with the positive things about yourself. Okay. Yeah, you never think I'm too pretty. Right. I'm just too pretty. Just, <laughs> they just can't I just, handle it. Yeah, I shouldn't have put that much hairspray. You know, the other ones will be jealous. That's not what you then, what you, that's not being self-conscious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's then higher in eroticism. You're likelier to feel body dissatisfaction. Yeah, so I, I gave that a lot of thought. And when I see my daughter, Eliana, she's five and she plays with dolls and she watches stuff on Netflix. And there isn't this automatization, like mm -hmm. she sees something and then automatically she thinks that she has to be it. I think a lot of it comes from us because the, the child conceptualizes very differently than we do. And when she plays with a Barbie, it's not sure that she puts that Barbie in the same category as we put it in, right? Because we think a lot more differentiated than a mm -hmm. small child. That makes actually sense. When yeah. You're talking. yeah. So when mm -hmm. she, she, in her mind, and I, and then I asked her a little bit about this, in her mind, her and me, we're not in the same category. I'm a mom, I'm an adult, and she's a child, and she also doesn't really understand that she will grow into me. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> the other day she told me, because I think she has such nice hair. Mm -hmm. And so she said, well, She does. Yeah, right. She said, well, mom. When you're small like me, then you can have hair like this. And I just realized that's how she thinks. She doesn't, we're not too, it's like how she will someday become big. She doesn't really understand that. But someday I can become small as well. That's the Benjamin Button. <laughs> Benjamin. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think it's much more important mm -hmm. which things we as mothers put onto the Barbie. Yeah. Then what mm -hmm. the child who plays with the Barbie thinks it's like it's hair, it has pretty hair, I need to brush the hair, I need to put this pretty dress on it. Yeah, that's what's going through her mind. And when she plays with a, a my little pony thing, she doesn't think she's gonna become a horse. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully not, no. <laughs> so it's like this so Jean Piaget was a the developmental psychologist mm -hmm. who basically made that field. But um, well, he's from Switzerland. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, hmm. Oh, maybe, maybe well, a famous now. Swiss guy. Oh. But anyway. Yeah. So he said that it's like they're being upgraded. The child's brain has certain categories. Mm -hmm. So it's like they are an old Nokia phone and mm -hmm. we're the newest iPhone. And then gradually when you grow, you learn new things and you integrate that knowledge and you adjust. And so it's like you're upgrading an app. Okay. And it has new features. It's still the same hardware, but it's, yeah. Yeah. but it's upgrading. And then it understands and you think, okay, and things are being put into, okay, this is the same category. This is that category. And then you have more categories. And so we have to be careful not putting our worldviews onto that child. Oh, this is damaging because we think that Barbie has a nice mm -hmm. body and, oh, we would like to be that body. Mm -hmm. So it's damaging to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, there's some studies that say that very early onset of Barbie playing has some correlation with uh, eating disorder later, but it's very, very small. And it's only then related to how early you start out with the Barbies, but it's not, it wasn't enough to say playing with Barbies 
is damaging. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I think I think it's important to to talk about what the alternatives to Barbies are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. What are the alternatives, Hannah? <laughs> No, so Eliana just had a birthday. Yes. Right. And then she got this present. It was this little box. Yes. Pink bows. They pushed all of the little girl buttons. Was there also glitter? I think there was glitter. Sparkly glitter. And what we pulled out of that box was this little (laughs) monstrosity, which is, I don't even know what this is. (laughs) Who has hair like that? (laughs) And I just thought this looks like a patient. It's interesting. Can I see? It's also, it, it looks like it has tattoos on the head. There's a lot of colors. The hair is as big as the wait, body. Wait, I need, I need and... to describe this. Like, I, I'm holding a little doll. We will post a picture somewhere. I don't know where yet, but you will see a picture. And this doll wears also a shirt. Skate, snack, game, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> but the eyes yeah. are mm-hmm. uh, as big as the arms. And it's just, you don't know. Is it an adult? Is it a baby? It's this weird... I don't like the shape of the mouth. Hybrid? It, uh, and it comes out... It's not clothed. It comes out of this little box completely naked. Oh, it yes, really? Yes, because you can take the clothes off. It's, it's very strange. And so mm-hmm. I said, okay. So they sort of put Barbie in the corner and they think that this is better. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And then yeah. she also got this doll, which is so pink hair. And very, very big eyes. It's yeah. not skinny, but it's sort of weird shaped. Anyway. Very long legs, huh? Very long legs. But I, I think playing with dolls is, is also better I, I than guess, other things that kids are elf. doing nowadays. I think this is an elf when you look at the ears. It's got something. Yeah, yeah. So... Okay, so I, that's I start playing with now. dolls now. Don't put it away. But they learn, they learn empathy. They yeah. learn... They, there, there are other skills that you that you learn from playing with dolls. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure I agree with how okay, it's so damaging. They weren't really very skinny, the Barbie dolls. They had curves. They, they had a well. very, very small waist, mm-hmm. but they had this uh, hourglass figure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's better than this baby adult porn hybrid <laughs> that we've got here. <laughs> I love the dolls. <laughs> so, but I think mm-hmm. splitting it into this, okay, that this is there's an awareness of thin ideal. There's yeah. a certain way that's healthier to look or better to look, mm-hmm. and then there is the positive feedback to becoming that way, to looking that way. Yeah, my five year old is not. She, that's not something she has a concept of mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah, that, I can see that she thinks it's sort of weird that because everything they watch now, everyone has co- different colored hair. Mm-hmm. Like one stripe is pink and one stripe, and she thinks that's sort of interesting. So that mm-hmm. she'll ask me about why everyone has such hair, and I say, "You have your hair, and that's great. <laughs> You're not going to color your hair." Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to color my hair, but that looks kind of cool. <laughs> oh, and, but uh, hair coloring is not that bad. I never had green hair, but still. Yeah, but the green, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's for another time. Exactly. But, so the internalization means to which degree the child buys into socially defined ideas mm-hmm. of attractiveness and then engages in behavior to achieve that. Mm-hmm. So that's the next. And that's where I would really put my attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that leading to them changing their behavior so that they'll 
for example, diet. Yeah. So growing up in a home where the mother diets continuously, different goes from one fad to the next, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is much more damaging than sitting, play, brushing the hair of something that looks thin. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's everything else that goes that goes on around it. You see the mother's reaction mm-hmm. to the doll. Mm-hmm. It's also much more important than how the doll looks itself. Okay. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, because the kid, it looks to us to how to interpret their surroundings mm-hmm. with everything. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everything they see is new. Mm-hmm. So they look at something and then they look at you. Okay, how does how does mom react? Good, bad. And then they they, they make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is okay. This is, and they look at something, what's that? And then you say, this is this, that, and the other is like, okay, that's it. Good or bad? Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so obviously when they grow up looking at dieting behavior, yeah, that's gonna stick with them. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, then that that makes a lot of sense. Another thing, body image is the topic, right? Mm-hmm. So I think before you brought some examples that everybody has, I don't know, um, something negative to talk about about our own bodies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is probably very self conscious, thinking maybe I look fat and distressed. Like those thoughts, I think, are very common. What I also think can be very damaging is comments from others, mm-hmm. because sometimes you feel probably great about yourself, right. and then someone right. says something it's like "ooh," mm-hmm. or give you like this weird look. And also, I had like my share of negative comments about my body, and no. I think that those are things. I think everybody did, yeah. but I think those are things that really affects people. Well, it certainly did me much more because than- that's the, the third part, right? That's the pressure yeah. to become something. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the pressure from around that you you're aware of a, an ideal yeah but then the feedback mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. you then go to the place where you change your behavior ah interesting right yeah. so the environment you're in mm-hmm. has a huge effect on whether or not you then develop the eating disorder that and your personality because you have to have certain tendency to actually mm-hmm. go to that place mm-hmm. where you develop a disorder to become something. So it's not like I'm playing with this Barbie doll or I'm, I let my child play uh, with something like this and then she will have an X percent chance increase to get an eating disorder, yeah. right? That she will, Then she'll be way more likelier to this, that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, who's she playing with? Do they want to be thin? Do they, what sort of ideal do they have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've also heard people being high neuroticism have the higher tendency to fall into this trap and has this negative body image or could have that. When you see your daughter going to that direction, what do you do? That she feels negatively about her body? Yeah. Yeah. I would look at who she hangs out with to see. I would um, I would oh. put myself in to where they are. Like, my parents were excellent at this. They would always insist on driving us everywhere. So they would always know who we hung out with, know what we talked about. So I would I would do that. I would really insist on driving the friends home so that I could see what they talk about with each other in the car. Uh And that that could I could really sort of Yeah, I think spying is a good word. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, Wow. I would uh, encourage that. That's the first advice of the episode. Become a spy. Yeah, become this but you need to know then what yeah. so 
Well, when I was a kid, I uh, I was morbidly obese, Evelyn, morbidly obese, <laughs> and the God, it was it was that was I was mercilessly bullied for years, and they, I mean, they 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 used to run around after chase me in the schoolyard shouting Rada, Rada, which is in Norwegian that means a red Jew that's so, no and I would be so fat that they obviously they they caught that, up with me that is <laughs> horrible yeah it was uh, it was rough I'm not gonna lie and I only uh, engaged in one activity which was uh, piano so I would just sit out or I would be alone at home just playing my piano which didn't help neither my body nor my mind well yeah that was rough. But th- didn't the teacher say something? That we always had meetings and oh, have you know these so Hannah is bullied chase, again meetings. They chase it, it doesn't. The it doesn't chubby work. Girl and, mm. and oh, I wasn't chubby, Evelyn. No, no, no. It was like I. Sorry, I, it was I, a, I, I needed two seats on a plane type of fat. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's really hard to imagine that. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but but you know what I mean. It's like when uh, as a teacher. Don't you have also a certain responsibility to actually protect that poor, poor child? They tried. <laughs> oh God! But that, so, but anyway, I'm yes. only telling this story. Okay. You got I don't over remember it. why. I'm glad. I, but I would encourage her to stay physically active because mm-hmm. that also helps. If you're high in neuroticism, if you we talked about that, to yeah. stay to stay fit, to stay healthy, that. That you don't, that you're not morbidly obese. You know that would help. That would help. Okay, but um, mm-hmm. that she has activities where she where she interacts with girls. That you're not on your phone. That you're not, uh, or that you're not in environments where the girls, you know, run around in their choo-choo skirts and they mm-hmm. only they care very much about uh, how thin they are. You, yeah. know, you have really have those environments, so you should investigate that beforehand. Ask the moms what are they like. And looking at the girls mm-hmm. that she hangs out with, looking at the girls who do those activities, yeah, yeah, that you can really that you can get a pointer, not choose the activity for the activity itself. That you really want your daughter to get into certain kind of dancing, and they have to do that sort of dancing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really choose it based on uh, the effect of the girls who are okay. doing that activity. Interesting. What thought. are they like? Because mm-hmm. what they do, I think, is less important. Then what does it do for their childhood? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there are very um, ambitious parents who would push their kids into sports activities. Yeah, but they and do, to, and to you limit. pay for it. But like, I'm not gonna pay for her to go to to a certain ballet class, and then she comes out like this little monster, not paying for that. You know how much it costs, and then she's just gonna just gonna damage her. So really, yeah. you think about what you put them into mm-hmm. very, okay. very thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And that she has that positive friendships develop mm-hmm. that you have, that they have. You only need one really good friend. Yeah. Right? That is right. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. What yeah. did you do? Like a hobby or like in school? Because I see you as one of these, you know, pretty little popular girls that I just hated. <laughs> that they would, just, they would always practice their little dance moves in the mm-hmm. hallway. And just like, look what I can do. And I would just yeah. stand there like, oh, here we go again. Um, Sorry to disappoint. No, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't with the popular girls. No, I wasn't part of that bunch. But you can do a mean hula hoop though. Yeah, I can do a hula hoop. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, 
I really liked to dance. I really liked to do. Um, ha! I knew it. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm. I'm almost embarrassed. This this gymnastics. That was my thing. I loved it. Oh, I loved like it. Like a rhythmic sport gymnastic. Like no, it's it acrobatic. acrobatic. Yeah, I just called it now gymnastics because it's easier. But it's like for me, there was not. I didn't perceive it as like exercising or sports. I just enjoyed the mm-hmm. exercise and the movement and stuff. Good. Um. So all the things like I I loved to do this, but I was not part of this popular girls group at school. But it's funny because that did a, didn't bother me because as you said, you need one friend. I had two <laughs> friends from school now listening to me. No, that's, I had more. I that had, but, nice. but I had, I had very nice friends. And now, when you think back, right to school, I mean, my friends are now much cooler as those cool girls in school, right? So, so it's we we were just very late in our development. Mm. We were we were girls. We mm. were also when the others became interested in boys and stuff. Like we didn't care for a long time. I was um. I would say we were slow in our development. Yeah. And also that's, that's why... good that you kept your innocence for longer. If yeah. I wish one thing for Eliana is that she's innocent as long as possible. Yeah, but of course, at some point it becomes also a bit stressful because you are still this girl, mm-hmm. right? And the others, they are becoming those more teenagers. Jaded. Yes, more and they, like, they start yeah. to use makeup and stuff. Yeah, and it's, you it's are difficult. still interested in dolls or you are... So that's why yeah. all the long term you're better off long term but your, yeah. as a kid it's stressful mm-hmm. and also you know with with as a girl like your body starts to develop and also mm-hmm. there i was very late mm-hmm. so that's why i also looked like a girl for a very long time mm-hmm. and that was stressful yeah. because at some point you you think you're way behind and right. something is wrong with your body you think right oh, i did it definitely isn't don't worry <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so we talked about environment. So I would really say uh, monitor the environment of your child mm-hmm. and and look for those changing of behavior. Because, you know, the awareness of a beauty ideal, she's going to realize that at some point, you know, they get social media very early. So no matter what you do, and you know, playing with those dolls is going to be nothing in comparison to when she gets on that social media yeah. and sees. So that it's really, that's unavoidable, I think. Yeah, we, we, you, need, we need to talk about social media yeah, in a second. But it's just, that's inevitable. And as a parent, you can really just uh, do your best to, to provide healthy habits yeah. and good relationship to food in the home. That you, as a mother, have a good relationship to food that has a lot that they'll have a very positive effect on the child Mm because they they take that from you but again anorexia is a very complicated disorder there's no okay i'm like this or i've seen this so i i'm i'll I'll develop an eating disorder Uh, have you had any contact with anyone who has had it um it was all the rage growing up when we were yeah when when Um, we were i think i I was lucky i only had one girl in school who suffered from anorexia and it was very sad to watch because i think one thing was very evident 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 yeah was that the way she saw herself was not the way the others perceived her Mm -hmm. yeah interesting so she was super skinny yeah but she still complained about some 
fat areas yeah. in her body and there was nothing there was none mm. and it didn't matter what you what you told her she wouldn't see it that way yeah that's that's the way it is it's almost delusional mm-hmm. it really is and then no matter what sort of proof you bring to them they won't they won't sit if you do this risk test with them that they because they'll do this anorectic they'll sort of measure themselves all the mm-hmm. time and so they'll they'll do this see how thin they are that measure that they're still as skinny as yesterday oh because really? they like the thought of just bones that i'm just skin and bones oh my god right so i'd, I'd had them do that with me mm-hmm. that they test themselves and then they test me yeah and then i was a normal size right yeah but easily three times the size of this okay. one that had it the worst mm-hmm. uh, one and a half years i had her in therapy and that was she was really skin and bones i was yeah easily three times the size of her mm-hmm. and she thought that i was smaller than her it was really just she could not she could she could not see herself clearly but she would see everyone else the way that they were. Mm-hmm. It was just when she did this test that she touched her, her own wrist and then she touched mine. It was unbelievable. You could see her processing it. Oh, really? Not believing it. And I was like, okay, I guess it is. I guess it is. But that would just go away the moment she went out the door. Okay. Just like a delusion. Mm-hmm. That you sort of see what you mean, okay. But it's so it's so ingrained in how you think that there's no way you can see the true mm-hmm. they're usually very perfectionistic yeah these these girls who develop true anorexia mm-hmm. really serious anorexia they're very very conscientious i just wanted to ask they're yeah, high in conscientiousness very very yeah. orderly yeah but so orderly that they're disgusted by anything that's that's out of order okay. and they then see certain body parts of yeah. themselves uh, as not being in order so they're disgusted with body body parts mm-hmm. so it's not like the whole picture is that too but they'll be then they're obsessed with their thigh yeah they're obsessed yeah. with their arm mm-hmm. that is it and it really truly disgusts them so oh, that's God. why i mean that it's not automatic that you're in this environment or you're playing with barbie dolls or you have a certain mother mm-hmm. then you'll be one that develops eating disorder you really also have to have a proclivity towards like be very high in conscientious have this disgust sensitivity mm-hmm. um so it's not anyone and how can you help them yeah it's <laughs> it's very difficult and most don't heal a hundred percent it's it seemed to me that they have to get to a point where they choose life they're in this situation if they're in the hospital for example they've been hospitalized because of their underweight and they're just okay i have to choose now whether to live or die oh my god and and yeah. then that's sort of okay then they get on a schedule cbt helps you know that you really uh, for breakfast i eat this for lunch i eat this for the and they can because uh, most of them are very high in conscientiousness they so follow you the can schedule make these schedules with them but you really have to you know i felt like um what is it? I didn't feel like a psychiatrist when I was doing this with them because it really was just in, way, schedule, how's the schedule going, making a schedule for next. It was really just tack, 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 tack. But that then works if they've decided to get better. Okay. And then they do that for the amount of time that's necessary mm-hmm. until it just, you know, it gets easier and easier to live with. 
but most they they carry this disordered way of eating of thinking about food for that, for the rest of their lives that that would have been my next question can yeah. we get 100% healthy yeah so that's that's what i see some uh, some do yeah they sort of grow out of it but it's it's difficult with therapies to get them completely it has to sort of with time and with the right environment with the right partner that they really they live life on normal for as long as they can but then difficult phases something can have them sort of go back to that disordered either because it's a coping strategy and i had a professor in uh, in med school he said that there's a, a factor of uh, addiction to eating disorder also bulimia huh? yeah because when you starve yourself you come to a place where you're uh, you feel euphoric Okay. And also when you purge when you vomit yeah. that that feeling of emptying yourself that it triggers the same areas the same pathways in your brain that's that has this addictive potential so yeah, I thought yeah. that was interesting yeah so then you have like a, call it now like a slight kick mm-hmm. they the sort right. of research it's not like when we would go be very very hungry they feel it differently yeah this oh. is what i was told about that So there's the CBT, the schedule, the deciding mm-hmm. to because you 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 cannot help someone that don't want help. Mm-hmm. You you can only lead a horse to water. Yeah. And are there yeah. any warning signs when you see it with your daughter or a friend? Yeah, feeling uncomfortable around food. Well, with this patient of mine that I was talking about before, yeah. that she was truly disgusted with food. She would talk about uh, she was a hairdresser. And she would talk about lunches with the with the other hairdressers, who she thought were beautiful women. Yeah. She yeah. was always talking about how they looked and they were so fit and da da da. And she would she could never eat what they ate. She was disgusted oh. with the food that they ate. Okay. So it was really even though she thought they she, are beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. So everything that she was because we were talking a lot about what she ate right because we were making these schedules yes yes and she had these blacklists of things that she could absolutely not eat that was i assume was, like there it really was a blacklist like, but but what were there also kind of normal food or healthy food on there because yeah, yeah. i would imagine nuts like walnuts and i would make it okay what about this one she would always wrinkle her, her nose no. i was like no she, it was salad leaves in the end okay. you try gaining weight on salad leaves we really She was disgusted by everything. Okay. So that's something that you can look if if your girl is very conscious, very orderly and very sort of anxious about it. And, and can then, you do something about that? I mean, you said that little girls are influenced by the behavior of their parents or their mm-hmm. surroundings, they're the yeah. close ones to them. But when you when you then see it's going into an unhealthy direction, is there anything you could do? Yeah, there's also an element of control to to developing eating disorder right because kids teenagers they there are a lot of things they they don't have any control over so that they will look for a way and one of those ways is what i put into my mouth at least i have control over this so if you're a very overbearing parent if you're one that really seeks to control everything that this might be something that has to be eased up a little bit mm-hmm. if you see some of these signs that maybe your girl trying to control very much what she eats is a symptom of her feeling that she's under too much pressure that she, there's too many things that she mm-hmm. doesn't have autonomy over mm-hmm. that she mm-hmm. doesn't have the selbstbestimmung mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. german yeah and that's something that you can talk about mm-hmm. but really observing 
your kid and seeing what's go goes on in their life mm -hmm. i think that's that's the best you can do there's so many parents who don't they're so busy at work they're so busy you know they don't know who their kids hang out with they don't know what it's like in dance class and what the other girls wear but just observing those tiny behaviors and around the dinner table yeah eat dinner together yeah and look at mm -hmm. how they they react and Make sure that there are healthy options and that you eat, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There are a lot of mothers who sit with their cauliflower soup mm -hmm. because that's the fad that they're on and serve the rest of the family something else. Mm -hmm. Interesting, that, yeah. Is that good? Is the... I think so, yes. I'm just thinking, you know, it was very different with, with my family because we always had dinner together and we always had the same meal. But yeah, I can see that this might happen. That's why I, I wouldn't think of such a scenario, but of course... Yeah, um, that would have a strong influence then on on how you perceive food, and uh, yeah, that that is a good point. You've mentioned social media once, but I really want to put a pin on that because we will have a whole episode about social media. But in the nineties, mm -hmm. you said the eating disorder or anorexia. Yeah, you really see the curve going up like this from yeah. the eighties till the mid, and this spiked in the mid nineties. We had a lot of anorexia and bulimia. Because that and was then the, the... it sort of stabilized after that. Now there are other things that have spiked. Yeah, the models, the... I, I thought about the supermodels, right? Yeah. That was the first thing that came to my mind mm -hmm. that the 90s were the time of the supermodels, Claudia Fischer and everyone, right? So there was the time where skinny was extremely yeah. and the attractive. stars, Courtney Cox, Jennifer mm -hmm. Aniston, they were, yeah. they were, yeah, they were skin and bones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the awareness of thin ideal, mm -hmm. wanting to be like that. Mm -hmm. And that's what, with teenagers, they're always searching for, for belonging and wanting to be like each other. So that's but, why. but you said it kind of stabilized now. Yeah. And other trends came up. What do you mean by that? Like then you, we had self-harm and cutting behavior mm -hmm. uh, increasing then from the 2000s. But now, now we have a lot of these identity disorders also borderline personalities uh, we have a lot of that social media will come in another episode and there we will touch on i think identity as mm -hmm. well a bit but with the body image i also think that our idea of a perfect body has shifted mm -hmm. before it was yeah. as you said like this skinny type of woman yeah and now we are it's more about the fitness yeah right you, you should have a bit of muscles you should have yeah. a, a trained body you should yeah, be in shape the stars you have those Instagram exactly you have those influencers right. and i think there but what i've read lately was also the trend in plastic surgery Oh, so yeah. we had in in switzerland plastic surgery increased by i don't know how much percent And it's not only about Botox, it's really like people getting breast jobs and, and, and the booty. It's <laughs> now, it's now really desirable to have this round Big shaped Brazilian booty. booty. Exactly. Like that Jenner person. Yeah. <laughs> For example. Yeah, she yes. Was, she, yeah, she had put in, what did they put in? I don't Is know. Is it Botox? I don't But know. But it's really that it becomes this abnormal yeah size yeah exactly i just don't know how it feels when you sit yeah. on that yes i remember <laughs> when we were kids and we saw the the movie stars they had the the chest was supposed to be sort of larger like sticking out mm -hmm. so you have such little fat that the 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 chest 
the breast cage yes. <laughs> sort of <laughs> became learned. Yes. And now it's really like you're supposed to have curves. You're supposed yeah. to have a, a six pack. And yeah, but you still not... need a six pack. You need curves and a six pack. You right. need both. Right, right, right. That's difficult to Great. get. Great. That's difficult to get. Yeah. So that's then awareness of a certain type of attractiveness. Mm -hmm. Of course, now we put it in this description also to an extreme, but we have a bit more of a healthy type of way yeah. a person should look. A yeah. person should look healthy, yeah. right? And I'm wondering also if this uh, being much more tuned to your kids is very now in parenting is a big focus on what the child wants and giving the child maybe too much autonomy mm -hmm. but maybe that also has has had an effect on on uh, yeah maybe leading them away from developing these eating disorders mm -hmm. that we the, we are much more attuned to the wants and needs of the child yeah i just looked at the clock and we're almost at the end of our episode. What should I tell my daughter? What is your take? Right. Yeah. Insert yourself into their environment. <laughs> and no, Hannah, you said becoming a spy. Become you a spy. said it very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> become a spy. I, I wouldn't always be so be worried there. about like what they play, but if it's this doll yeah. or that doll. Or a dog or a pony. I really wouldn't worry. I just know your child. Look at changes in behavior. Know who they go out with. Know who their friends are and what they talk about. Yeah. And just like ask them. Be interested in, in what they're doing and what they think and how they think about things. Mm -hmm. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Very good. I, I really agree with all of your points. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, we can allow girls to play with Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> That's my so... thing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course. Um, I mean, as I said, I think, I think body image is a very complex topic. Mm -hmm. We tried to break it down um, in this episode. I, I hope it was helpful for our listeners as well. Yeah. But I, I do think it's super complex because as you said, there are those three steps you said. And I think the last bit... The, the third one is the feedback that you receive and this is one thing we don't have control of mm -hmm. and i think this has such a big effect yeah so be careful I would just, just to blame the barbies That's... yeah so i would just also advise everyone be a bit nicer and <laughs> less judgmental to other no honestly because i think body is such a sensitive topic and people are just very insecure when it comes to it so it's easy to hurt people with that topic i think or hurt dolls have you seen this this is the worst part that just it comes off people who do not see you, the video Hannah just removed the head of a doll because it's supposed you're supposed to you can like put different heads on maybe it's just sort of uh Hannah, maybe it's I like refuse the doll to comment on that dissociative identity disorder <laughs> am I this head or am I another head I will just stop you there right there and come to our last segment okay. segment fine I get <laughs> asking for a friend woohoo <laughs> Okay, so bring I have it. a I have a really good. I'm really proud of that one. Oh no. Yes. You got that. You got that look. Yes. So, because I was super excited when I saw that. So, a friend oh, of no. mine sent me a TikTok video. Yes, it started No, 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 no. You cannot okay, you cannot sorry. read. So, she sent Not me a TikTok cheating. video. And there was someone who studied psychiatry. 
So okay. in that video, so she's supposed to be a professional, supposed, maybe she is, I don't know. She studied psychiatry. That's okay. all I know. And then she shared three tricks to tell if someone has a crush on you. Yes, it's getting better. And one of those tricks was that they unconsciously match your texting behavior. So for example, and, and her advice was then change your texting behavior to actually um, know if the other person is into you. So for example, you write very long texts, then you start to write very short ones and you just see, does the other person match your texting style? I love it so much. So my question to you is, is that true? Do we unconsciously match the behavior of someone we have a crush on? Yeah, and face to face. But I okay. don't know about this texting, but yeah, we do. Um, we do uh, imitate each other really? when we have a crush. Yeah, well, at least at least women do. When I'm so unsure funny. if that holds true for men. And why do we if do that? They do. We want to be like the other one. Oh, that you. But yeah, if you they cross their, their arms and you cross your arm, but that's true. Also, if you don't have a crush on someone, if I'm talking, if I'm. If yeah. I'm speaking to you, if you're feeling a little bit insecure, then wait for me to know if I'm the dominant one in the conversation is if I cross my arms and then a little bit later you cross your arms as well. Then you are, are more dominant. Then I'm yeah, the then one who is... Sort of, yeah, then I know. Mm -hmm. Got one up on Now you. I want to but, watch the video and see if I did that. <laughs> you were watching. But this, but this with the texting behavior, well, you know, if... If she studies this, then it must be. Then it must be. But I'm, I'm not going to say something that I don't know for sure. So to our listeners, please try it and let us know if this is a thing. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Um, hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope you listen also to our next one. Thank you. Bye.